CW Radio, your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Newscast. Today is Wednesday, December 21st, 2011, the shortest day of the year. Shortest day of the year? The shortest, the shortest day. day of the year. I am Lou Mangello from WDW Radio here at Disney's Beach Club Resort, right alongside Stormalong Bay. This is Glenn Whalen from PrettyGoodMovieRide.com. Hey folks. This is Scott Otis from Otisburg. And again, this Otisburg. is the WDW Newscast, sponsored by our friends over at TouringPlans.com. They are the research team behind the unofficial guide to Walt Disney World. Visit touringclans.com slash WDW Radio. There you'll find crowd calendars, the lines application for your mobile device, wait times, fast pass times, crowd calendars for the next year. So when you come to the parks, Glenn, you could save up to four hours. Four per, hours? Per day in, in the Disney theme park. You're saying four hours can be saved. And let me tell you something, at a time like this, because it's Christmas time here at Walt Disney World. Love it. Clearly, it's a beginning to look a lot like Christmas because the line for Splash Mountain is three and a half hours long. Saving time and maximizing your time in the parks is everything. It, it is everything. Besides Again, food. After it, well, food, it's everything. Yeah. So we're going to start foodplans.com and yes. just okay. navigate. Oh, I like Ooh. that. Get that. Register that domain name. <laughs> Look, it. and as they say that, they're, they're kicking off a kitchen sink oh. right there over at Beaches and, Cl and Cream. But anyway, uh, this is the WWE Newscast. I apologize for uh, not having a show last week. Not a lot of news to cover this week, <clears throat> although today, just a couple of hours ago, uh, Run Disney did announce over on the Disney blog a new endurance series event, which I know is completely foreign to you guys, but it's a thing where you actually run through the parks. There's not food at the end. Anyway, this I've done that. have you? Yes, In three half marathons. That doesn't oh. count. Uh, when you did it, it was much shorter. See, for me, endurance was eating an entire pizza by myself. <laughs> I had the endurance. Let's stick it out. Well, this is running. <clears throat> well, this is actually it is running or walking or walking, whatever it may be. And over at um, Disney's Hollywood Studios, they are sort of bringing back an old event that went away. It's a Tower of Terror. Nighttime run, right. and this time it's going to be a ten miler. A ten miler. I'm not sure how many K's though? It's it's a lot of K's. It's like a Mariano Rivera like string of like K's. It's like it no, doesn't. Probably thirteen K. Yeah, you know so what? This is America. We don't K. we don't do the metric thing. We're the only people, and that's why I can't make the translation. It's 116 degrees Celsius outside right now. <laughs> just in case you're wondering, that's right. why we're in shorts in December. Anyway, so yeah, that event is going to take place uh, over in 2012. But let's start about a couple of things that we do know about. A couple of things we actually can relate to uh, because nothing earth-shattering, but if you are a person or a family that uh, partakes in the Disney dining plan, a lot of times they don't announce the restaurants that are participating until maybe around the first of the year. What they have announced is that there are actually some new restaurants participating in the dining plan, including Bistro de Paris, your favorite, Fulton's Crab House, Wolfgang Puck <laughs> in the dining room, Rainforest, T-Rex, Bongos, The Crossroads over the House of Blues, Portobello, try the meatball sliders, they're delicious, Paradiso 37, and there's a whole bunch of table service restaurants, including the Art of Animation Resort's Landscape Cafe, which is gonna be uh, phase one opening in the summer. Uh, there's also going to be uh, Beastly Kiosk, which I have to assume is going to be somewhere in Animal Kingdom, Mr. Kamal's Katsura Grill, the new restaurant mm -hmm. in Japan, All which right. we need to go and try. Don't tell me that you've eaten there without me. I'm gonna be very upset. Um, but again, giving hints of some places that are gonna be opening this summer uh, nice. with uh, with Fantasyland and the Art of Animation Resort. And speaking of food, 
how about this? Now we're sitting outside uh, arguably the best pool on property, a mini water park in and of itself, Stormalong Bay. And although Beaches and Cream is within striking distance, and by striking I mean I've already stricken there, I've had my burger, I've had my onion rings, You've and we, we've struck and I, they're, I they're closing because we've eaten the kitchen, we had a kitchen sink tonight. Right. <clears throat> Thank you for your help. But imagine this, imagine uh, laying by the Dunes Pool, which is right out here by the Beach Club Villas, and having poolside dining. And by poolside dining, I mean room service. Room service, not in your room, but at the pool. Now, I don't know exactly what the details are, but I'm envisioning in my mind's eye, insert dream sequence <laughs> music here, being able to lay by the pool, place an order, and a server brings your food out to you by the pool. That, my friends, is heaven on a plate. Nice. Christmas time, poolside, Beach Club Villas over at the Quiet Pool. Beatrice Feeney and others in the chat room are saying it sounds fabulous, loving that idea. Because like we said, it is all about the food and being able to eat by the pool would just be uh, the best. It's not gonna be like orange whip, orange Orange whip, whip. Three orange, whip. Whip. <laughs> Three orange whips. <laughs> no, it's going to be like, okay. like yummy food, like at the pool. What are you now? What are you pointing here to? Trails End. <clears throat> Trails End Takeaway, Take counter service restaurant that's going to be participating in the. Uh, wow, look at all these friends who are coming to join us here um, at uh, at Stormalong Bay. What what brought you here? Was it the uh, was it the, the pool or was it the, the it was the ice cream? Wasn't it? was the ice cream. The ice cream, <clears throat> ice cream. and the burgers. Yeah. And the burgers, of which I've eaten, I've eaten uh, uh, all. So, we might need Disney Fan 316 says, I thought you weren't supposed to swim right after eating. <laughs> well, we're not swimming. That's what we tell That's our later. children. Well, it's, yeah, and no, I, tell that so we can I think it's, you're not supposed to run for seven months after eating. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I like that, uh, I like that much better. Now, you were actually just testing something that is another part of the news, because a couple of weeks ago we talked about Wi-Fi being brought into the lobbies and the rooms in a number of the resorts. It's been expanded, and the complimentary, that means free, complimentary is free, Wi-Fi access, is now available in a lot of public areas at the resorts in addition to the guest room. So, like right here, outside in Stormalong Bay, uh, normally in the Port-a-Cacher area, that's like my SAT word, Port-a-Cacher, because you would have called You'd call it Porti Cacheri. I would uh, just skip that sentence. <laughs> right. It's in the lobby. It's at the bus stops, which is really cool because when you're taking your lines application on your mobile phone, right. you want to check some wait times, fast pass times, you could do it right there while you're waiting for the bus. Uh, also at a featured pool, like right here, uh, and a number of other areas. And it really looks like they're starting to roll out the extension of Wi-Fi throughout the works. Pretty much everywhere the except Wilderness Lodge. Everywhere except the Wilderness except Lodge, as we've learned a couple of weeks ago. Um, do you like, I mean, obviously, oh. how could you not like the idea of free Absolutely. Wi-Fi everywhere? It helps me to be able to chat with you. And it creeps me out that you're watching us on Ustream while you're watching us live, who is watching us on Ustream. Uh, do you think that they're going to, not speaking for the company, but do you think that they're going to expe- extend this Wi-Fi beyond the resorts, possibly into the parks? Um, I, it's certainly possible. I'm not certain. I, I hate his, I don't know why I talk to him. Yeah. So do you think, and, and I would say yes, I would think that yeah. the extension into the parks is the next logical step, especially with some of the things that Disney has planned and some of maybe the interactivity that they're gonna have planned for guests in the future, especially with next-gen technology. Yeah, I see a lot of people that are coming to the parks would have a teenager who really is at the point where they don't care about Disney at the moment and they'd rather be talking to their friends on their phone. They would be a perfect person to have an interactive map 
of the park, and they're in charge of it. And it's like, Scott, you're in charge of it. Tell us how long it is, and you have, and you have, you have lines available to you. Right. You're able to hit it right then and there. Make it a, a nice Wi-Fi end. Right. So, like, rather than the paper mat, you could look at Peter Pan's flight, and the, and Scott, our teenage son, our teenage son, could click on that map and see that the wait time is. Um, is 975 minutes. Right. Um, so some people in the chat room are saying Wi-Fi is going to be mandated for sure in the future. Uh, the Wi-Fi is not password protected. It's wide open. No, All you need to do is, is... It is password protected. It is not... Here, it's no, not password protected. I just had to use it to get on. I did not. Then you are on the wrong Wi-Fi, and you're, hack, you're hacking into that poor woman's hotspot. Because all you need to do is just click log. You need to accept the terms and conditions and log on, right? And there's no there's no password. It doesn't ask for a room number or anything like that. And it's it's it seems to be across the board. It's Disney slash guest is the Wi-Fi. That's not even who. Where are you connected? If you put a password in, then you you're broken Disney's internet. I put O Tisney. That the, that will go ahead. Password. That'll definitely do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think you know, and that's a double-edged sword having Wi-Fi in the parks right. because now you also have the potential of the kid being like, I don't want to be in Disney. Right. Yeah. I want to be playing words with friends yeah. or checking Facebook. And I honestly, I don't want to see that. I don't want to yeah. see the kids checking in to to Facebook or texting the friends. I want them to see them doing things with their family. Yeah. So. That's the only thing that, that sort of makes me hesitate about it. But your phone mostly has 3G anyway. Well, so my, my hope is that it's coming. You know, the, these kids are going to be there. It's inevitable that if they plan in advance and they make this happen ahead of time and they embrace that technology, they use it for their advantage. It will be something that will help everybody have a great family yeah. vacation. And, I, and I'm curious to see what Disney may roll out in the future as far as utilizing the Wi-Fi. Look, if they're going to put it out there, they're going to put it out there, not just for the benefit of the guests, but in order to enhance right. the experience with something that they have. And again, not even knowing what next gen is going to be, you have to assume that it is going to involve something that's going to need that kind of a kind of bandwidth. Um, there's really not a lot else that's going on uh, around this time of year. A couple little things. If you're coming around to Walt Disney World for New Year's, and you want to have like a super duper ultimate non-kitchen sink surrounded dining experience. Not that that's a bad thing. Uh, you can celebrate New Year's Eve with uh, go at a couple of signature restaurants over in Epcot. Uh, La Hacienda de San Angel or Bicho de Paris will have a four-course menu that ranges from $175 to $200 with optional alcohol or wine pairing for $225 to $250 per person. So La Hacienda is going to have an authentic dining event, live entertainment, mariachi band is going to be there. I assume it's going to be mariachi cobre. Um, primary viewing within the restaurant of illuminations, reflections of earth. That's from 9.30 to 1. And then in Bistro de Paris, you can really sort of, you two guys can, the bromance can continue. You can escape the crowds a little bit and go into the bistro. Uh, that's going to have a lot of items really sort of um, reflecting traditional French cuisine, uh, truffle soup, snapper, snapper with champagne sauce, yeah, or quail stuffed well. with dried <laughs> apricots. And to check availability there, <laughs> you can call excuse me, 407-2284-0202. You could also, for La Hacienda, call 407-847-1107. Uh, I actually spent Millennium New Year's here at Epcot, and I didn't, I, we didn't, I didn't know I you. Did know I, you but I, chances are I probably, we probably ran into each other like this because I will like tell you. Into 100 
You probably didn't re- wouldn't recognize him because he had his hat on. Right, true. Yeah, that's true. Like, today he didn't have a hat. But I will tell you, it took us three. We we celebrated in Italy um, uh, on the far end of the lagoon. It took us three and a half hours to get to the monorail. I remember it took me 45 minutes to get from Canada <laughs> to the United Kingdom, and I'm not kidding. And you know what? We loved every second of it. You know, you understand what the crowds are going to be like, but where else would you, where else would you rather spend your time? I don't know why I'm embracing you when I say this, but Disney World for uh, <clears throat> for New Year's. Well, I got a little story for you. Chad's sitting here, and a couple years ago, it was New Year's. We were here on New Year's Eve. Yes, we were. And we went in and did interventions, and it was empty. Right? Yes. We got like got did everything. It you know the fireworks were outside, right? Oh. <laughs> well, I'm talking about at like and talking about it was 1.30 in the afternoon or something like that. Why weren't you eating? We eventually we ate. ate. Right? Yeah. And then we ate yeah. yes. At the night. But that was in the crowded part of the evening what? again. Where was I? Um I don't know. Um do you guys not have a phone to work? No, we got what? no signal. They, they don't have Wi-Fi yet. No Wi-Fi. So we couldn't get in touch with Romance was blossoming. No. Well, you're illustrating the point that, uh, you know, spending time in, in Disney World around the holidays is with friends and me, if you remember to call, which is nice. Um, is is truly the most wonderful time of the year. And I want to sort of wrap up this week's show by just talking to you guys a little bit because... You know, we're here all the time. You come right. out. All, you love coming to a lot of the special events. Right. And now that I, I live here, I've been able to enjoy the holidays at Walt Disney World a lot more than just making a specific trip up to see one or two things. And again, <clears throat> there's so much going on all the time. In addition to things like uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, there's the Castle Lights, the Jingle Jungle Parade, Osborne Lights, the Storytellers, Candle Lights, the Illuminations Tag, uh, Festival of the Seasons in Downtown Disney. I think is often overlooked. A lot of yes. free live entertainment down there. What is, what is one of, or your favorite, or a couple things that you enjoy most about the holidays at Walt Disney World, or specifically this year, something that you really enjoyed? For me, the, the, the biggest draw during the holidays is friends. Second biggest would obviously be Food. the candlelight processional. <laughs> is something that I try to hit three, four times a year at least. You know, I get different a different celebrity, try to see as many this year. We saw Neil Patrick Harris. Is he your favorite, the real MPH? The, uh, he was fine. Is he your favorite? It was, it was pouring rain <laughs> the entire time, and everybody stayed in their seat during the rain. It, it just yeah. rained, and, and there was not an empty seat in there. So, uh, so candlelight. So if there's one thing that people who are coming down here, you think that they should see, is it, would it be candlelight? Is it Osborne? Is it the Castle Dreamlights? I am a big proponent for candlelight. It's it's a, it's one of the only productions you'll ever see in Disney World with a full live orchestra. Yeah. And three times a night, and they do it. The conductor is phenomenal. Right. And just the you know, even if you're not into the the story, right. the production itself is worth the the attention paid to it. Yeah, and because it obviously tells the the, the, the Christmas story. Uh, it's a you know it, it is a sort of religious story but you don't have to sort of subscribe to any you don't have to be able to speak or subscribe to any specific belief uh, in order to really enjoy it correct what about for you the the highlight either this year or in general uh, of the holidays at Walt Disney World I used to actually participate in in the candlelight processional so I would have to to second that but in in addition to that I would say the storytellers around Epcot and all the countries is phenomenal it's very under uh, under underappreciated I think uh, they have wonderful storytellers to tell the story of that particular country <coughs> and what they do during, during the season. And I would also say just 
the overall decorations, man, just the atmosphere, the, the music, the, just the decorations that's everywhere. Uh, overall, yeah. that's, that's my favorite. There is, um, you know, th there's something, especially for the first time that somebody sees, and I take a lot of people to the two, the Magic Kingdom specifically, around this hall, and there's something breathtaking when you see that castle lit up. Right. Or when you see even, um, you know, the castle projection show and what they do. You know, you hear about it and you're like, oh, projecting images on the castle, and then you see it in person, right. and it's spec... It, it's wonderful. But those lights light up, and you hear that music, and you yeah. just, you watch people, you know, visibly weeping as they see it. Yeah. But I, I agree with you guys, too. You want to make a, a nice full day of it. You sort of go to the maybe the parks in the morning, go to the Magic Kingdom during the day, go back and rest, and then sort of just take your time on World Showcase. Like, you should see all the storytellers. And yeah. American Adventure has more than one because you've got, uh, sort of, you've got Kwanzaa, you've got Hanukkah inside. So we talk about it, we, we say half-jokingly, but it's true that the way to learn about a, a culture is through its food, but it's also a great way to learn about it through their traditions and how they celebrate the season right. in different ways. Yes. Christmas and Santa Claus is very different. You know, the Monkey King <laughs> looks nothing like the guy that comes down my chimney. Yeah. Um, he does look like the guy who came down my chimney. <laughs> right. But that was in August. Well, I had to call the cops on him. Uh, he walked out with your Xbox. Yeah, he's, he, he is now playing with my Xbox. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think, and I, you know, you talk to a lot of people that there's a lot that, you know, we take for granted that we know about a lot of these things. And I think people don't realize, right. they think Christmas is, hey, well, you know, it's the Christmas party yes. and not all the stuff that's around property. Uh, now, again, Chad and Bob, you guys are sort of sitting off camera. Uh, do you guys make sure when you come here, you try and hit as much of the, the Christmas stuff? Candlelight Processional? Hit all the resorts, Candlelight Processional. Hitting all the resorts, oh, the Candlelight? Uh, Magic Kingdom, yeah. Christmas Parade. Yeah. After all the other stuff, the Christmas Parade. Yeah. Toy Soldiers, it gets awesome. me. It gets me yeah, right awesome. here, man. Yeah. What about for you? Uh, I second all of that. Uh, I also make it to Wilderness Lodge. Wilderness Lodge, yeah. Spend, spend not to do it. Not to resort. not to broadcast. No, you can't right. broadcast okay. from there. All right. Yeah, the yeah. Wilderness Lodge is the most beautiful resort here, yeah. really, in my opinion. And I think that's the one that makes yeah. you feel like you have been transported somewhere else yeah. to a place out in the middle of nowhere with no Wi-Fi or internet <laughs> signal. <laughs> and we joke because a couple of weeks ago we were unable to broadcast from there because of a bad signal. Um, but yeah, you sort of feel like you're in the Pacific Northwest. You yeah. feel like you want to get in there and sit by the fireplace and that the tree is just majestic when you walk into that lobby. Uh, again, it's, it's breathtaking. And a lot of the stuff is either free or included with admission. You know, you mentioned going around in the resorts. You yeah. can make an afternoon of doing that. Free. Except for the ginger, you gotta get your gingerbread shingle. Yeah, gingerbread the shingle. shingles are available in many of the resorts I mean, now. If, <laughs> you can snap one off of the, the gingerbread. No, no, you're, you're supposed right. to buy one. You're oh. supposed to pay the lady and, oh. and actually buy one. Oh, okay. You know, I don't think we even mentioned that the the fireworks tags or the, yeah. the, the wishes, uh, what's, what's Christmas wishes? <laughs> Those are all up there. And the, the fireworks tag at the end of, uh, of Illuminations is fantastic. Right. You can read by it. Yep. Yeah. Walter Cronkite. Walter, Walter. Walter Cronkite. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> what it is, what it was, what it shall be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. These bad impressions of Walter Cronkite have been brought to you by our friends over at touringplans.com. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, um, especially now being a local, I've really 
come to appreciate more because I don't feel like I'm rushed to do it. Right. And we were saying before, we were talking about the crowds, and again, it's just, it's the 21st, the crowds have really started to come in for the Christmas season, and the lines are very long. And I think what we're trying to illustrate is that you can, it, it, there's so much more beyond the attractions when you get here. People are so concerned about how much they're gonna be able to do when they get here, uh, time-wise and hitting attractions, and they may overlook going to see La Bafana right. and the holiday storytellers and, and you know, making time to go see the Monkey King in China, something that they'll never be able to experience any other time when they come right. here. Yes. So nice. it is nice. Oh. And uh, by January third, Christmas will be over. They, they they magically make it transform overnight. So you got it set up for President's Day. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> That's the next Actually, I think as soon as Christmas is over, don't they start rolling out Easter? Yeah. The Easter Bunny oh, is, is in in, uh, in Town Square. Oh, so, oh. <laughs> but yeah, if uh, if you have ever been to Walt Disney World during the holidays, whether it's this year or any other year, uh, tell us and share with us what you enjoy most about Walt Disney World during Christmas. Other than the fact that, especially if you come from the north, we're in shorts on December 21st going, you know, we need some ice cream and to turn on the air conditioner. Uh, the fact that you're wearing a Santa hat is just making me sweat. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is a, uh, and it truly is a wonderful time of the year. Please come by the website over at wdwradio.com. There I'll post the video from this week's newscast. I'll also post the audio in iTunes, but come by and comment in this week's show notes there. While you're there, be sure to check out the blog. We have lots of new blog content each and every day from a number of different contributors. We also have our Christmas Went Disney contest going on now. You can vote on a lot of entries came in this year. And again, we've got a regular schedule of different blog uh, items and schedules. So, because we want you to be a part of it. We want you to come by and comment and share. It's a two-way conversation, baby. That's what I want this to be. Uh, also, be sure and come by, follow me on Twitter. I am at Lou Mangiello. We're facebook.com slash WDW Radio. If, uh, if you're on the plus, if you're on Google Plus, you can go to my profile at loumangelo.com slash G plus, G-P-L-U-S, because otherwise I'd have to read you a 16-digit number, which would make absolutely no sense whatsoever. Uh, so until next week, and we will be back next week with our last newscast of 2011. Go figure, go figure. Time has truly flown by. Uh, I want to thank Chad, Bob, Glenn, Scott, Glenn and Scott, uh, and all of you for taking the time again out of your evening uh, to tune in and watch whether it's live or on YouTube or listening to the feed in iTunes. Uh, thank you guys so much. Whatever you celebrate, whether it is Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, nothing at all. Um, I hope that the spirit of the season um, gives you peace and joy in your life and uh, I wish nothing but the best for you and your families and uh, hope that you have a great holiday and hope that you can maybe help others have a great holiday as well. Thank you guys for giving me uh, a Christmas present each and every week by sharing your time with me. So until next time, I am Lou Mangello from WW Radio. Thanks for watching. See ya. Have yourself a 